find us on Twitter at Sam Daily Show. Is that right, Aaron? Is that right, Training Repair Aaron? Is that where yes. they can find you, tweet you, speak to you? <laughs> yes, Sam. I, I have the pleasure of running running the Twitter. So uh, yeah, go go check us out on Twitter. You get to see my daily shit posting there. Um, and that's yes, a uh, bad word in the first five seconds. And so we are <laughs> dropping in the recommendations. It's okay because we have people like you who are watching. You should be sure to like it, comment, subscribe, do what you can because every single click is something that is good. Essentially what that does is that more people see it. So I don't know if you knew that. Or if you don't like it, be sure to let us know why you didn't like it in the comments. So today is a great day. Um, we have now officially rolled into an awesome moment where we have Audio Kid who's looking at me strangely. Audio Kid, do you have something to say? Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So Audio Kid came in here and he said, why is it such a wonderful day? And I told him that something is going to happen within the next two months that may or may not end abortions now hold up i cannot stress on this is that you need to understand what this means so whenever i talk to audio kid about this i basically express to him do you know what the executive judicial and legislative branch are did you did you say yes yeah yeah he nodded his head he said yeah i learned about something like that and so we zoomed zoomed in on the judicial branch and that is the supreme court now, the Supreme Court is elected by those who are elected, and um, that would be the House and the Senate, who, I guess it's nominated. Aaron, fill me in on this. Train your parent. Is this, yes. is this nominated so, by the president, and then it is voted on by the Senate and the House? Yes, that's, that's, that's basically how it works. So it's called the confirmation process when we, when we decide uh, our next, um, excuse me, <clears throat> when we decide our next uh supreme court justice so the president picks a nominee and then house and senate approve and once uh really it's it's kind of like the house just votes and then the senate like really gets in and grills them and like asks ask the tough questions unless they're republican of course then they never ask tough questions you mean whatever they're democrat no no i i mean the republicans they they don't ask tough questions oh i see what you're saying i thought you were saying yes. that they ask that the republicans uh get grilled or don't get grilled and the democrats oh. do pretty much what well, it is no, is like a grandstand right if it's, it's, just, if it's a republican they'll destroy their life if it's a democrat and they're openly a uh child liker then <laughs> you know they just get put right through that's right. So in the instance of today is that uh, we have, uh, I think it was last night whenever there was a leaked document that showed that Roe v. Wade is potentially going to be overturned. Now, if you don't know what Roe v. Wade, it was like 1972 when they put it in place. And then there were 60 million abortions that happened since then. Roe v. Wade basically yes. took away the rights of the states to determine whether or not for their citizens, uh, whether or not abortion would be legal or illegal. So... Let me, let me put it this way, is that everybody's going absolutely bonkers because they believe that nobody's going to ever be able to get an abortion again in America, and that's not necessarily true. It's essentially going to go back to where it was before Roe v. Wade. And so what that means is, is that it is dependent on the states. So it goes back to the states. So those who are in California and in New York and in Washington and all of these left or satanic places is that they're going to likely allow abortions to continue to happen in those states. States, even if Roe v. Wade is overturned. And that's what it should be constitutionally. 
because even one of it was it Gorsuch who, who who said that it, I mean they. It, it was essentially pulled out of thin air is that to make a decision like this is that they had to visit the good old constitution and they had to determine whether or not that the rights uh, that a woman has the right to abort um, or murder her her uh, uh, baby inside the womb right so trans repair yeah. uh, yeah. I, I forgot to even ask you do you have any good facts on transmissions please tell yes. me you have something yes. so we're gonna we're gonna teach you folks step by step every episode how to fix your transmission so the first thing regular maintenance the first step of regular maintenance regularly change your transmission fluid to make sure that your transmission is running smoothly and uh, actually, I'm not going to make that joke. We'll get in trouble. Yeah, great. Now you have a little bit more knowledge about transmissions because Training Repair Aaron, that is his specialty. Hence his name. Yes, Training Repair Aaron. Training repair. And I repair a lot more than trainees, but um, I can't tell you what or how. So now we've also got the special guest here. It is uh, the Sarah Meyer. I mean, I'm sorry, Sarah Moe. My apologies. I feel like such a moron. I shouldn't have. I should have stuck to the notes. I ended up going off on this tangent, and then now I roll it into Sarah. So, who are you, Sarah? You are not only a friend, a client of mine, but you are. Da da da. I am a lobbyist for. Hey, hey there I am. Um, I'm a lobbyist for the pro-life movement. I'm actually working with a group of abortion survivors, um, and. It has been an amazing ride, and I'm really excited to be here with you today, Sam. Yes, and not only that, but you are also a woman, and so you are able to speak on this of kind of topic, right? Because me, as a cisgender male, which is interesting, is that this whole idea of uh, men can't determine this and that. But th- what's funny is Roe v. Wade was actually passed, I think, by all white men, If I w- if I'm not... I think that's yes. how it was. And then now that we're going back into potentially overturning it is that um, we have a black man who is likely to vote to overturn. And then you also have a white woman who is uh, likely to vote to overturn. Am I wrong yes. on this, Sarah? Extremely, ex- ex- extremely ironic. Go ahead. No, I, I think you're right. Number one, that I am a woman. Um, I've had three amazing <laughs> kids. So we're just going to start with everything right. So you are so right. I am a woman. Um, my kids are watching TV in the other room. So this is real pro-life life happening right here, right now. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right, Sam. So, um, what you're talking about is, um, is Amy Coney Barrett, the woman who is, uh, not the most recently confirmed woman, um, to serve on the Supreme Court. But um, she was. Well, that would have been Ruth Gator Ginsburg, right? Is that is that the other one? And and she's the one who also said that this is. Well, go ahead, go there. We can't. We can't define the 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 new the the next uh, uh, person that's coming in. We can't define her as a woman. We're that's not that's not a classification that that we can make. The the new Supreme Court justice that's getting not a biologist. Yeah, she's not. She's not a. We can't define. We're, I, I'm not a biologist. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know if you are. Uh, well, I completed. Uh, I, I completed biology in high school, so I can go ahead and say that I am. I am potentially oh. certified to be able to say so whether if, a man is a man or a woman is a woman. Well, that um, makes so much more sense. If that's the only classification you need, that explains why all of them claim to be biologists. 
Continue. Continue. So, so I think Sam, you were talking about looking ahead at this case that's pending in the Supreme Court, Dobbs versus Jackson's Women's Health, um, and with this document that was released, um, you know, looking into our crystal ball is always dangerous. Mine's been broken for a while now. Um, the repair shop doesn't know when it's going to be back, but. Um, we're looking at some of the most pro-life leaders or pro-life Supreme Court justices have their moment now to make a stand to to I don't want to say take a stand because we don't want a, an advocate court, but have an interpretation that is exactly contrary of what happened in 1973, where you did have a court that took uh, a case and actually created a law out of it, um, which is really not what the court's job is. So it's going to be a very interesting, um, interesting path forward. And um, it's, it's been a really, really interesting last 24 hours. Um, I'm going to take two steps back and talk a little bit more about what I do and who I do it for. I spent 20 years in government affairs, um, was a corporate lobbyist most recently. And a year ago, I quit my job and decided to write my own choose your own adventure novel. If anyone's read those, they used to be really popular in the intermediate school library where you could turn to page 42 and have a new adventure. I was tired of... And I can't really, I can't read. So, so <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, and, and the Gen Z, we just use our phones. You really lost everyone there. That's rats. Yeah. That's right. So back in the olden days, there were these places called libraries and they kept things called books. They were made out of this stuff called paper. Mm. And paper is really one of the most green substances you can you can find because it comes I from thought, trees. But I thought paper was killing the environment because of the trees. Oh, contraire, my dear. <laughs> you got him cheesing. Follow, follow <laughs> me, follow me, because paper is actually a renewable resource. Unlike dinosaur bones, compressed dinosaur bones and guts buried deep underneath the surface of the earth trees we can plant every day and we actually have more trees now in north america than we did 100 years ago amazing and the paper industry does a really great job of reforesting um the nation so not only that but we also place (laughs) we also have more abortions than ever before oh was was that a segue is that a a great segue audio kid is looking at me like well done well (laughs) well done So I've had a lot of coffee. Um, So bringing it back, um, I quit my job and I decided I'm going to go, I'm going to work with people that I care, that I can, I can align my beliefs with, that I can make a difference with. And one of the first calls I made was to a friend of mine. um, Her name is Melissa Odin. She is the founder and director of an organization called the Abortion Survivors Network. And when I say that, people think, oh, who, what, you know, okay, it must be a woman who, you know, maybe had a medical complication to an abortion. Well, technically that's correct. But Melissa is actually a baby that survived, was a baby when she survived an abortion. She sat in a saline induced abortion for five days before she was accidentally born alive. Um, and so what that, what that means to, to just unpack that a little bit, um, a toxic solution was injected into her amniotic sac when her mother was pregnant with her and that saline kind of like a salt solution was intended to to kill her but the problem with the abortion industry then and it's a problem that continues now is that um abortionists 
do not always adequately or accurately um, date the gestational age of the preborn baby. So Melissa was farther along than, than they thought, and um, she was born alive. Now, this happened, oh my gosh, and I'm seeing her on Newsmax right now. That's crazy. Wow. Um, Wait, what's her, what's her name? Melissa Oden, O-H-D-E-N. Um, she's live on Stinch, Stinchfield on Newsmax, which is crazy. Um, well, not crazy, but she's with, is that John Spice? Uh, I don't know who that is. But anyway. You, you work, you work um, side by side with her then? We work side by side. I called her up and I said, hey, I'm quitting my job. Is there anything I can do to help? Because I'd had a little bit of a of a professional crush on her because we were both going to D.C., meeting with people, talking with legislators. But you didn't really want to encroach on this because she was in her lane. I was in mine. And, um, you know, it was just it was just a professional respect. But when I decided to leave my job, I said, I would love to help you. And she said, I've been praying about hiring you soon. And I literally, you know, my, my eyes tear welled up and um, had goosebumps. We know each other through our church and our kid. We have kids in the same class together at school. And if you think about it, our kids would not be friends had that abortion been successful. Her daughters would not be alive had that abortion been successful. And what happened to her was that a nurse did not follow the instructions of the attending physician, her abortionist, and the nurse rushed her to the NICU where the doctors and nurses there saved her life. And she was later adopted. So with that kind of compelling story, how could you not, um, you know, be passionate about or, or be willing to help um, give a voice, you know, the, 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 the pro-life movement always says, you know, giving a voice to the voiceless, but this really is the voice of who we're talking about, the people who were intended victims of abortion, whose lives were about to end before some, you know, they really, really, before they even drew their first breath. Well, and, and this isn't, um, this isn't isolated a- either. This is something that happens no. regularly. Yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. The CDC has actually completed a study, and that was done in the 80s. Now, I know right now the CDC doesn't have the best reputation for something that, you know, called Rona, Corona, something, some virus. Anyway, not the best reputation these days. But back when, um, they in the 80s, they actually did a study that said um, that there are four to 500 abortion survivors born each year. And in the United States right now, we don't have adequate reporting requirements to track that. But we know that more abortions are being performed now than they were then. And so we can only assume that more there are more survivors out there. And right now in the Abortion Survivors Network, there are uh, nearly 600 active members who have sought counseling help, um, empowerment help, speaking help to, to find a community that understands them and the trauma that they experience. Now, how many um, kind of what, what, what my question for you is, is like, what what does this mean? Um, I mean, I understand leg- legally is that then it would go back to the states. But I was reading an mm-hmm. article the other day and it was talking about there were several states that had something set up to where the moment that this would uh, be overturned, that they would um, they would make it illegal. Uh, in fact, 12 of the states and one of them was like Mississippi and another one. Texas and and the Missouri was also Louisiana, 
I think you're talking about what they call trigger laws. Yes. And so what's happening right now is that states across the country um, are state legislators, legislatures are attempting to pass legislation that would, as you say, after any movement at the federal level would trigger a state law to go into effect. Um, So it's some of those, you know, if then statements, if, if at the federal level, the court overturns the federal, you know, um, right to an abortion, then, and it's turned over to the states, then the law of the land in this state is no abortions are allowed or abortions only in, only in the case to save the mother's life or um, in the case of California, up until birth or maybe even after birth. Um, yeah, did you really see that video? Spot. Did you see that video recently where there was a gal? It was Savannah Hernandez, and then um, she was going oh, up to people gosh. and then asking questions uh, uh, regarding infanticide. Is that uh, I do believe that uh, that there should be abortion after a baby is born? And they were asking, you know, five months, six months, and some late. Some I think it was a guy or a gal. I mean, it had to be one of the two. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, though, I think the one you're about to specifically reference, because I've seen the video a bunch of times. There's two women, um, and uh, Savannah asks, she says, Would you get a late term abortion? So, uh, late term abortion is the last trimester. Uh, the, the baby, uh, at that point, the baby has such an insane chance of surviving that even in Roe v. Wade, they didn't allow last trimester abortions. Roe v. Wade did not allow for that uh, originally. Uh, and then uh, with Casey v. Pennsylvania and some other cases, things changed later down the road. But um, <clears throat> so with that, so she asks the, she asks two girls, would you get a late term abortion? And the one's like, yes, yes. And I'd do it again. I do it as many times as I want until I'm ready to have a kid. And I, as I saw the video and I sat and I prayed and I said, please do not let this woman have a child. <laughs> because she does not deserve it because she's probably I think it I think she said she had uh, already had multiple abortions by that point so she'd a- a- already legally be considered a serial killer uh, but then you know is just gonna do it again as many times as she wants to because it's so difficult to keep her legs closed so well, difficult n- not only that but there's so they're also talking about I mean I think anybody who's kind of in this news realm is that they heard I think it was in Vermont or Virginia Sarah you may know this is that there was a governor that came out and was actively talking about uh, infanticide infanticide killing a baby out yeah. after it was born and in that video they also were saying would you would you kill a baby after 10 months and they're like hell yeah so mm-hmm. my, 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 my thing is, is that now that or if this goes to pass and it should be noted that this isn't something that is entirely going to happen, um, there still needs to be the vote that takes place. And unfortunately, because this was leaked, is that now you have so much pressure on each one of these uh, uh, Supreme Court, um, uh, what would you call them, members? And, and justices justices is that is that you have all this pressure on these guys and gals in there that that uh it, it really whatever it comes the, down the, to, i'm, I'm actually I okay mean, with the, it because they see. did it so they did it, they they're so bad at it, it, it they, it's they two did months it, away it so, so it's gonna be it old news them. what's that they did it to scare them because yeah, yeah. 
because now I've, you know, uh, there's, I saw a tweet from Disclose TV that said they're putting up barricades outside of, of the uh, Supreme Court, you know, to keep the, keep the justices safe, keep the employees safe, everything else. And let's be clear um, about those barricades. And, and, they were the same size as it, January 6th. So yeah. So as much really, as- obviously not going to help that much. Uh, so clearly they, they want this, they want this social pressure, by the way, another reminder, the government is not on your side. They want bad things to happen to people. Uh, and, and so there, I think basically there's two main, or th- sorry, there's three main Thrice. ways that this could go. And, uh, I'll, I'll defer to, 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 to Sarah after I summarize my ideas here. So first is either that they're going to try and pack the courts. So throwing a bunch more justices that Biden, well, it's not really, he's not making the decision, you know, <laughs> Biden's puppet masters want in there. Um, so pack, packing the courts is, is, the, is one of the options. The other option is that the social pressure does work and the vote, uh, the five, four vote changes, which is probably the least likely, I think. And the third option is that it happens and I'll get into the down. I'll get into the fallout a little bit more on that uh, after we after we have a little bit more discourse on this because I've I also have a couple predictions on what is going to happen if Roe v Wade does get overturned. But do you think that's it, uh, an accurate uh, summarization, uh, Sarah? Um, I think it's one. Um, it's one theory for sure. Um, I you know because I do this you know professionally, and I was telling. Um, I was telling Sam before the show that I had just had a call with the uh, the pro-life um, caucus um, earlier today with uh, Republican Whip Steve Scalise, with Concerned Women of America, with Students for Life, um, Priests for Life. A lot of these uh, March, the March for Life people, the National Right to Life, we're all talking about what the next steps are and what and why this is important in this moment in time. Um, a couple things that highlights were that this is this there may be pressure to release the official decision soon. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to have a new a new one of these like the the opinion of the court, um, but it will say what the ruling is. I think that the Supreme Court, um, you know, made a they they have an opportunity they have two problems that they have to solve number one is what is what is the case what is the outcome of the case and what does that trigger um moving from the federal level to the state level and beyond um and then secondly how do we preserve the integrity of the court because that seemed to be the one last institution that hadn't had leaks that hadn't that that could still be sought as a beacon of justice and truth. But now that's being called into question. The faster they solve the leak problem, the faster their integrity or the more of their integrity can remain intact. Now, once they solve the who about the leak, then we can really start addressing the why. And there's a lot of of swirling, swirling ideas out there. Is it a disgruntled law clerk who decided, you know, forget about it. I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to disclose this and burn it all down. Like some of the news outlets are suggesting maybe, 
or is it, you know, something else completely? I don't know. But what I'm hearing is, is they're probably going to bring in everyone who had access to those documents and they will be interviewed along with alongside with federal law enforcement. Now, if you're a skeptic, you may not think that's good enough, but I don't really know what else we can do without, you know, some kind of tribunal of sorts. But right. it's it's going to be it's going to be a big deal. Um, but the question because, is, is it, is it is it going to be a big enough deal that they actually follow through with pinning these people down? I, like I, that's that's my question. I don't think. I just, it's so hard for me, to, think, especially with a, a, a full on blue side of the aisle ranting and raving. They, it's like, because they, they control the DOJ, don't they? And it would be, would it be the DOJ that is, that is, that is looking into something like this? The FBI, the CIA? I mean, who is going to be the one? Be, Go it's ahead. going to be the FBI. And, and alongside. Oh, good. The, the female body Court. inspectors are going to be. <sighs> Eight. Well, okay, so I'm from forever an optimist, okay? So, you know, you can't, like one of my previous lives, I worked on postal reform issues, and it took 12 years to pass a bill. So, like, I'm really good at being optimistic. And so I have to say that, well, if we're involving the marshal of the court, and before this moment, we haven't had a problem, that they must have been somewhat good at their job um before and and obviously this probably wasn't the marshal's fault someone really had to try hard to make this happen um we had an abortion survivor on laura ingram the other night so i've been following laura ingram's uh show really closely and she clerked for the for the court and this was when it was breaking last night and she talked about how the very first thing that she was told was that they needed to maintain integrity and and confidentiality Whoever did this, their career is over. It's going to be like, um, oh, geez, what's her name? Um, the blue dress girl from the Clintons. Um, she, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Bill Clinton. Monica Lewinsky. Yes, Monica Lewinsky. Don't, and you know, Jeffrey Monica. Epstein. And... No, 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 no. Okay, I don't want to get dead here. Come on. Um, but... <laughs> But Monica, she's had a really hard time getting a job. Not only is she famous, but she's infamous. And this person is going to suffer the same fate because they have, they worked really hard to get into law school and to become a clerk of the Supreme Court. And what will they be remembered as? The person who did this, who leaked the Supreme Court. So that's, um, that's, that's not going to be favorable. So what you're saying is Um, this is, this is something that's a little bit more than, than like, um, um, the leaks that we've seen in the past two, three years. So this is, this is something that is the the last. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, this is complete. This is completely outside of, outside of the realm of what we've experienced before. And it's really kind of, it's, it's, it, you know, Seriously, like I've never thought we'd be getting into a war with Russia, but never thought we'd be having, I mean, you know, after reasonably, I thought the Cold War ended and we were at peace. Not really. Um, I never thought we'd see this a leak at the Supreme Court like we have before. I expect it in Congress. I expect it with the Adam Schiff's offices of the world. I expect it with Senate Judiciary and whatnot. But, you know, it, it leaking is a way to get things done, but this isn't it. 
this this yeah. was this was motivated i think politically for yeah. the election ruby stop it um sorry sorry everybody french bulldogs are good protectors too sometimes um but you know what they should have had a french bulldog at the supreme court yeah you know little lady justice right here um fun name fun fact about her name um in uh, world war one and world war two the french had little small black compact pistols called a ruby so that is why she is named ruby so if no, we only would have had like a hundred rubies just like stacked up right there in front of the Supreme Court, that there'd be no one who would be. And and I, I'm curious no. even how, how that even goes about is like, how do you, it, it would have to be some, how easy is it going to be to get found out yeah. who, who so it was? This is somebody who's like the, dying on a. The uh, last uh, Supreme Court leak was in the 70s just for a frame of oh. reference here so so you know congress leaks happen like basically daily senate leaks are a little tighter but they're still pretty loose so the, the, uh, this this is this hasn't happened for 50 years i can't yeah 50 years <laughs> thank yeah. you i can't do math that fast yeah 50 yeah. years oh so clearly clearly a crazy uh, precedent being established here uh, with 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 this leak, and and I think oh 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 don't I don't want it to be a precedent, buddy. Like I want uh, it to be I guess, an isolated yes, experience. Yes, yes, I I, I should say leak precedent. Of the Supreme Court. No, 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 no. That's the first I, and last. Second I can't. Last. I can't help but feel as though with because this was obviously intentional, and knowing yeah. how our political climate is going, I think this might be a precedent now i'm not a conspiracy theorist well i kind of am but i'm not going to go down any tangents or anything but i'm afraid that it might become a precedent so that's um, fair to say about go ahead uh you know to that end have you thought about including or selling promoting the sam the sam the daily sam show the 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 podcast um, branded Sam Daly, aluminum Sam foil. Daly show. Sam Daly, the Sam Daly show. Um, aluminum foil or tin foil, so mm. people can make their own hats for parties. Yeah, that's you know, you know, we've got a couple things, you know, like the Let's Mo Brandon and then the Let's Go Brandon Christmas lights, which That'd does remind idea. me, if you do live in the uh, Northland of Kansas City, be sure to reach out to us through facebook.com slash Let's Mo Brandon. If you would also like to support this, you can also scroll down to the bottom of our page, samdailyshow.com and smash the uh, support button and then you can give through that way. But I'm serious, people. I'm doing this day in and day out i'm so sick of things and where they are headed i mean the more that i walk around and i see the the, the terrible health uh crisis that is we're undergoing <clears throat> you know it's crazy when i see these people who are wearing the mask and it's like you know like and i and i saw you last year you know with the stop sign outside of the uh, elementary school and holding up the stop sign is that y you actually look like you haven't been taking care of your health and and so it's it's not only that but also just culturally is that this is why the show is here is that i'm i'm trying to sp shine a little bit of a light on uh uh what what's happening here and give a more uh logical look sometimes i'm illogical and that's okay that's why we are potentially going to be selling aluminum tinfoil hats yeah. i think that's a great idea and hey you know you can you can you can call me a tinfoil hat wear all you want but so far the past 
two to four years has vindicated everyone who puts on that tinfoil hat. So I think we should. We should start selling uh, Sam Daily Show brand tin, tinfoil. I'd use it. I'd wear it every show. Sam, SamDailyShow.com slash merch. If we do do that, it will be there. We don't have that a part of the website. Now, what I'm curious about this is that uh, you did say that one, the one thing that it... Um, the first thing that I, I thought to my mind w- or thought was, is that this is something so outrageous that, uh, um, and you've kind of, you've changed my mind a little bit in, in, in seeing that FBI is going to get involved with this. And then it, now it makes me, I thought, I thought two months out, man, they leaked it way too early is that they should have done this yeah. like a week before. But in the reality of things is that this is going to be a tribunal. Is that the right word to use? Is that this is going yep. to be something that they are going to get the FBI involved in. In the next two months, this is going to be the news cycle. And I don't want to understate yeah. that. This is going to be the news cycle every single day. CNN, ABC, CBS, Fox, they are just going to hammer away at talking about this. So well, anything, think- anything they can do to keep Joe out of the news cycle, anything they can do to keep him out because no one wants to watch him anymore. And we actually, we, we got an official statement from him. So oh, Sam, boy. if you want to, if you want to, if you want to go ahead and pull up that official statement, Sarah, I'm so sorry me, for this. I've got let the me official know when you're statement ready. right here. Yep. Let me know. Official yep. Joe Biden statement. Are yeah. you ready? Yeah, go ahead. We'll play the clip right now. Well, it's, it's uh, what's uh, it's, I tell you what, folks. It's uh, we got the the Roe v the the Roe v Wade with the when they let the they gave the babies the rights and we we when the when the immig- the, the immigrants and the babies with they're they're just killing they're just ki- oh uh, uh, oh they're just it's just we're not we got to keep the women and and their and what really matters. What really matters is the, the the Ukraine babies. What's happening to the Ukraine babies? We need to stop the Ukraine babies. That is the official statement for so, Biden, everyone. So I will take it from there because you hit three points and the, the president hit three important points. I'm going to go in reverse because I may forget one. Um, so you asked about the Ukraine babies. Did you know that there is an increase in shipments in abortion pills being sent to the Ukraine? right now because of supposed rape by the Russian military of Ukrainian women. So trauma begets more trauma. Um, so, and, and it's never, never the solution. So there's that, that issue out there, right? So, wait, wait, so wait. They're, they're, exactly- they're sending, they're, they're sending abortion pills to Ukraine. Yep. I thought it was just like $800,000 worth of like weapons. No, uh, abortion, you know, abortion, chemical abortion pills as well. So that's a, so, maybe that is part of the eight hundred thousand dollars that I last saw, and I think I think that there was another million something that I saw that they were saying. And you know, is that wrapped up in there? That could be considered. The, it may not be coming directly from the government. It may be coming from well-funded organizations that are ex, are in you know committed to expanding access uh, to abortion to anybody who needs it, wants it, can conceive it um so where they where exactly that source is i'm not sure but um i could probably look it up in a nanosecond and find it for you but so could everyone else um second thing that you said migrants crossing the border abortions for them too well funny you should mention because um my mother is a public health nurse she worked in border facility in facilities run by the u.s government to provide medical care for people who have crossed the border and 
illegally. Um, and she's also a sidewalk counselor with the pro-life movement. Um, and she, she, having known both sides of, of, of the work, having recently, and she's recently retired, she has been seeing um, young women being brought out of U.S., uh, brought to um, pregnancy centers, abortion facilities, by the by staff at the at the detainment center from the detainment centers so that is a violation of the law and and government funding facilitating abortion um so you're saying that 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 a woman gets pregnant who crosses the border illegally and then they bring them to the abortion facility to provide them with Mm -hmm. abortion or right exactly or they've crossed the border on the journey they may have been raped or become pregnant and they're likely not some, investigating in that fashion. in any way because uh, you think that that well, would be front, front page this, news too this, something like that well the, the easy right now but you think about the border states the border the the last democrat the last pro-life democrat i believe was um it has been run out of run out of congress he's no longer welcome in the democratic party is now he he resigned so there's now who was that was that was that um no (laughs) yeah the house member from texas um i let me see i can look it up real fast for you guys but so that that was item two is that people need to be thinking about the border and and public health but we need to be thinking about it in this way too because if you believe that or if you are like me and and know that God is the author of life and that life needs to be protected, then, you know, not only are we treating, people should follow the laws, but humane treatment does not include terminating a pregnancy of an immigrant because, because that's just, it's, it's wrong on so many levels. They deserve health care, but they also deserve to be treated as capable and let their bodies you know, women are capable of bearing children. Um, it's the most amazing thing that I've ever done is is having a child. And to have three is an incredible blessing. Um, and I know that I know many women who have have done it. And we all look around, we like, we had no idea what we were doing. But if you can do this, you can move mountains. And I think that's the big lie that women are being told is that um, you can't, you're not able you can't be a mother. How will you earn a living? Those are all lies and ways to cut you down. Um, this is what we are designed to do. And the immense joy and, and fulfillment of motherhood cannot be, should not be denied. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what if means. I have this great opportunity at this two hundred thousand dollar a year job and 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 if i have a child then that's going to but i i need my i'm making i need my stimmies and my my money and i when when i i'm i i I, my burger i'm managing a burger king and when it's i need i can't lose that money sarah was not ready for this (laughs) Oh man, you guys are horrible. Um, but you're, but, but that's just the lie, right? That is the lie. That is that. Why, why are you working that Burger King alone? Why, where's, where's the baby daddy, right? Let's get some accountability yes, back into this. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. You got a point. Yeah, you got a point. Is that it's not just it's men too. Is that we are falling flat on our face. We are definitely a generation raised to just uh, go ahead. And I have a little secret for you, boys, on the call. I'm right here listening (laughs) in this little little chat. Listen up, audio kids. Something I didn't I didn't know when I was younger, but I or never really clicked between the three of us who have the screens up right now. There's only there's only there two of us are fertile all the time, and it ain't me. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait! What she's no. trying to say to us is, is that uh, read Genesis one, and uh, uh, I think it's in Genesis one, and be fruitful and multiply. You hear that, audio kid? Be fruitful and multiply. He's looking yeah, at me. But, he's like, I haven't even got my first car yet. So <laughs> you'll get so, there. So yeah, there need. So this all goes back to the sexual revolution and sex without consequences and breakdown of the family and things of that nature. So if we can rewind a little bit and, you know, ladies, if you want it all, you can have it all, but not just at the same time, you know, work hard. You know, there are unplanned, um, you know, surprises that come into your life, but, you know, there are ways there, there, there are people there to help. Um, there are other families who would, if you don't want to be a parent right now or can't be a parent right now, the joy of having a baby is tough, but it's well-earned. And there is, having worked, there are so many stories that prove that abortion is harmful to women, it's harmful to men, and it is not healthcare. Healthcare does not end in someone dying. And... Well, it's, it's, there's no such thing as well, a, a safe abortion is what I, I've heard so many times uh, right, today. Right, right, exactly. So the, the I want to tell you a story about, um, about, about one of the women that I've gotten to know um, working with the Abortion Survivors Network. She is a survivor, um, and when I was working with um, some members of Congress and their staff, they asked me if we had a story any stories or anecdotes about how abortion hurts women. And I'm like, oh boy, you you want to hear this story because you need to meet Priscilla. Priscilla is a grandmother in Alaska and she survived an abortion that her mother had. The abortion took her twin and she survived. No, you can't watch TV here. Okay, shh, shh. Come here, honey. Um, so uh, Priscilla survived an abortion, um, and when she was in her early twenties, she found herself pregnant and her mom forced her to have an abortion and said, well, let's hope this works for you better than it did for me with you. And which is a horrible, horrible thing, but it was what happened. Um, Priscilla had a horrible experience with her abortion or figure. Um, but you know, a couple years later, she found herself pregnant again. She had another abortion and that abortion was also equally traumatizing, painful, unfulfilling. And so what happened? Priscilla went to go work in the abortion industry because she wanted women to have a better experience than she did. So she is the trifecta of how abortion harms women. She survived one, she had two, and then she helped with thousands, or maybe hundreds, I don't want to exaggerate, hundreds. And 
she has walked away from that, um, really dove deep into her faith and her relationship with God and Jesus, and is now one of the educators and community leaders within the Abortion Survivors Network, having seen it from all angles. And I have heard countless stories about mothers who call Melissa, my friend, who runs the Abortion Survivors Network. Mothers call her and say, will my child ever forgive me? Because she is the closest thing that these other women can imagine to their child. Like they had, like a Melissa and their child that they terminated through abortion have a kindred spirit because they both suffered the same thing. Only Melissa was given the grace by, by the grace of God survived. And so the pain that is carried cannot be forgotten as hard as you try. And the other interesting thing that I learned is that if you are a survivor of an abortion and a woman, you are more likely to have an abortion as well because you have a innate impression of lack of worth. Worse, many do, not everyone. I, I need to caveat that. But feelings of rejection that your life wasn't worth having because your mother, parents either forced you to have an forced the abortion or voluntarily had the abortion. So some of those things imprint on you when you're very, very young. And so therefore, if you weren't worthy of life beginning, how is the child you're bearing worthy of life if it's not planned or wanted? So in healing, we can stop the cycle of abortion. So it's a very, very, um, I don't know, I just have, I honestly, I know we've, we've been light and airy in some points of our conversation, but it is a great honor to help empower these, these, these people, the abortion survivors who have to be Planned Parenthood's worst nightmare because they are the lie. They say they don't exist. They're the lie that Planned Parenthood perpetuates. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. But it's not. I'm curious. Here they are and they have a voice. That is, that is quite profound. Quite profound. Does the, um, I'm, I'm curious. You, you bring that up right there is that, that this is kind of like the, you're working for kind of the, um, I don't want to say the antidote to uh, Planned Parenthood or the, what would the right word be, Aaron? You, you've got a much larger, the, the, the antithesis. Uh, Am I yeah, right? I think antithesis. Are, if, are, are you referencing specifically Planned Parenthood? I'm saying, I'm saying that the network that uh, Sarah is a part of. The Abortion Survivors Network. Yes. The Abortion Survivor Network, Survivors Network is the antithesis to Planned Parenthood. Would that be safe to say? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you're right, Sam. It's, it's uh, kind of butting up, it's, butting it's up against that. It's important to get involved with, with organizations like the Abortion Survivors Network because it, it really, it really does show. Uh, it doesn't like you know you've given us two examples now of where it didn't work. It the 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 abortion the abortion failed, and now these people have to uh, follow these consequences. And I really like, I like how, uh, you specified Sarah, that it's through healing and, and, uh, how, you know, 
that sort of it can it can get people can get in the mindset of feeling like they aren't like they aren't worth it i think that's really important to address i think uh the, the psychology behind that is really really um that is probably part of one major part of the key to yes. fixing these kinds of things yes you're absolutely right in fact you know i, I mentioned that um I'm really lucky that Melissa lives, you know, that we that we become friends, and um, she's open. She says she has entrusted me to work alongside of her to serve the abortion survivors community. Um, she was telling me recently about a survivor who is 14, and she, Melissa's background is in social work, so she's a licensed social worker who discovered that she only learned of her medical history when she was about 14. So she did not know this about herself her entire life, but it was a real struggle herself. And so in knowing myself and being educated in this area of psychology and, and counseling and healing is where she was able to create an entire healing curriculum written by an abortion survivor for abortion survivors, um, which is what the program within the abortion survivors um, network uses it's a three-year program that that they participate in in, in in a community but my point was is that the feeling of belonging and worthiness and the psychology of it all she sh melissa shared with me that she was working with a girl about 15 years old and the girl asked her melissa will anyone ever love me will i ever be able to get married will, will i ever find a husband will a husband be is there ever, is there someone who will love me and, and marry me when she was unwanted? She has these deep feelings of rejection and not being wanted from her own mother and biological family. So in healing this young woman, hopefully the goal is that she can live a life where love expands, worthiness and acceptance and and being more than a choice is is not something she we don't want her to doubt her worthiness in her future we don't want we wish that she never had to but if we can play a part in helping her feel that that she is complete and worthy then then i, I will have done a good job and well, i and i and i I'll be happy. Well, not only that, but you, your organization is not only it's it's tied in with the church, is it not? So, um, sort of, but no. Okay. Um, so technically, it's a non-denominational organization. However, um, you often find that it's people of faith who are driven, who are given the grace to, um the stamina by God really to keep it up. You know, pretty much my prayer these days is dear God, I will serve anyone you send my way, but please give me the wisdom to know how to do it the way you would like it um, done to do it the right way. Like, you know, the first or second try, not like the last, you know, don't please don't let me fail at this. Help me do it right. Well, and yeah, because you only have energy. like a moment with them, right? Is it sometimes with these, with these, yeah, with they, they're, they're coming in and they're, yeah. So, so it's, it's, so recently I found my work, um, 
it's like I have a foot in, in, in two areas, but that I pray for, I say, you know, Lord, I will, I will do whatever work you send my way, but please help me be smart enough to do it. Cause I, I you know, this is sometimes I sit back and I'm like, Holy cow, look at what I'm doing. And then the energy to do it all that you send me. I just need, I need, I need just enough sleep to make it happen or as little sleep as you think I can sustain. Um, so when you, when we say you only have a moment to, to get it right or to pick your words, that is so true. Um, one of the things that's been, I think, most impactful, because I, I really don't get too excited anymore about meeting um, elected officials or members of Congress, you know, because I see this as a working relationship. They got to do their thing. I'm there to be an asset and help them do it better and shed light on the issues that they're being forced to make decisions on or, you know, they will be voting on. They're all trying to make a difference in the world. Well, you got your left foot in like the swamp and then you got the right foot in the, in the Lord. Right. So like that's, I, yes. And so the, and so with the right foot, half, um, so with the, the right foot, I've kind of, I got some toes in, in smaller swamps, but my heel, you know, is on solid ground to continue the analogy. Uh. Um, we have, we have had, um, you know, with the decision on Dobbs, right. Potentially overturning Roe. We talked about earlier, the legislation going back to the States, right. And States, state legislatures, debating abortion policy for that state. When that happens, it's usually a judiciary or healthcare committee that proposes a new law or regular law or bill. And well, I'm on a call with these, all these people who are watching us talk. Um, they, a bill or law proposed, and then they bring in witnesses to testify in favor or against the legislation. And so I've had abortion survivors in California testify against the horrible bills that were being advanced there. Um, one of two, they, they only had two witnesses from each side able to testify. It was something so consequential, so monumental. Two minutes for this witness, two minutes for this witness, two minutes, two minutes. So consequential. And you get four minutes per side. It's mind-blowing. But what that means is what that means is that um, we are taking someone's story, their personal experience, their surviving of an abortion, condensing it into a two-minute statement that overlays with the public policy and makes it relevant and persuasive. Hmm. And that seems to be, I, I didn't realize that so much of what I've done in my past was preparing me for this, for the present and grooming these survivors to um, use their voice to tell their story and to um, serve and to serve their community by share, by sharing their voice. Well, not only their voice, but they're also sharing their testimony. And exactly. I, I, I had this issue. I, I remember going and meeting with a, a pastor yeah. and they asked me to share my testimony. I just went on and on and on and on and on. And it's yeah. like, you need to be able to condense it down to something that is just, because you really only have moments to be able to share, especially when <laughs> I'm talking about uh, evangelizing. But, but what I'm saying though, is that that's kind of what you're 
doing to some degree whenever you're going into and and speaking um i, I imagine you're speaking in front of senators or, or or you have these people who are going and sharing their testimonies in front of uh congress members in, in um yeah with with like you said in california so congress members in california so, and Missouri and, yes so members of the of the of their state assemblies in virginia we had somebody testify in virginia so just like at the federal level you have essentially a house and a Senate, um, uh, the bicameral situation. Every state is bicameral except for Nebraska, which is unicameral, where we were also working with the right to life movement there or Nebraska for life because they had a trigger law that they were trying to pass. And ultimately, interestingly, it failed. We were shy of the votes to pass that in Nebraska. So back to the drawing board there, which is why elections have consequences. Um, when you go to the ballot box and you're, you know, a lot of us don't really seem to care who is our state rep or, you know, who's in the state legislature, it really does matter because, you know, now you're picking people who are serving on the school boards. You're picking people who are going to be determining the education of your kids and if your kids were going to have playmates or not. Right. Yeah. This is, this is our future that we're annihilating. And it's, it's, it's a painful, painful thing. And I don't see how any society can continue when they have told the mothers, the potential mothers in their society that they, that they're ill-equipped to be mothers and have let some fathers off the hook. You know, not every, not everybody, um, or where there are men who who fail to bear the responsibility of their consequences of the consequences well i would say of I their would behaviors say, and their I, responsibility i would say the responsibility is on the men is that if you're a man and and you are having um whoever you're with uh encouraging them and there's i'm sure there's several different uh examples i could give but if you're a guy and 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 you get a girl pregnant it's it's your responsibility too uh, and not only is it your responsibility too, but it's your responsibility to encourage her to have that child. Yes, um, and, and to take and to take care of her and to take care of that child afterwards. Because uh, here's the thing: uh, there's some analogy made that if um, if men had, uh, and I'm going to rephrase this a little bit, so so it's a little more appropriate. If men had the same moods that women had, we would all die off. But if women had the same <laughs> moods, if women had the same moods that men had, we would overpopulate in a minute. Because the only, so, so many times, the only reason, and I, I don't want, I don't want this to come out uh, too terribly sexist or wrong here. Do but it. The only reason, the only reason people are sticking one and two together is probably because the guy suggested it the guy <laughs> the, the guy the guy he was the one who wanted to get down and dirty so so really it is a massive responsibility on the men and i also think what this what this will be good for because everyone says the responsibility is on the men the responsibility is on the men but of course the man has no right in the situation because and this is what this is what feminists will always uh, have always done and always will do is is blame everything on men but then simultaneously take every right 
the man has in a situation away. And this is something that I uh, personally am really passionate about is, uh, and I think, I think it'd be very interesting to have a, a mother's perspective on this, but the man has just as much a right to see his child alive as the mother does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you, like I said, since joining up with the abortion survivors network, I've heard the most amazing stories about um, how abortion has impacted lives, men and women. And um, a while back, Melissa Odin was headed to the airport. She accidentally left her phone in the Uber. And she texted me. She was actually headed to D.C. to testify in the Senate Judiciary Committee against the Women's Health Protection Act, the bill that it would expand health care uh, abortion access that failed, I think, last month, um, put up by Dick Blumenthal and Senate Judiciary. Anyways, she's on her way to the Kansas City airport, Left, leaves her phone in the Uber. She, she texts me from her her watch, tells me what happened. I call her phone talk to the guy he brings it back to her but he had asked her well what are you doing why are you traveling he told her and he's she told him what she was doing and who she was and he said i would like to help you my girlfriend aborted our child and i've never i've never been the same Mm. wow so it's 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 denying and i think i think it's denying men men the opportunity to be fathers first of all it's denying men to become the men they will become, they are to become, because fatherhood, motherhood changes you. It makes you more, more everything, right? I am weaker because I have loved fiercely. If well, that and, makes and, sense. and that's exactly why we don't want women in office. But. <laughs> 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 oh, let me just reapply some lipstick here, honey. <laughs> I, I had to go there. I, I can say those things though because, because that well, one. you know, wow. did I get too heavy? Did I get too heavy? No, well, I had to. I had to. I had to pull back a little bit. Like I, it was just. <laughs> hold back, hold back. I, I, <laughs> you, you you almost had me at tears so so i was like i gotta i gotta say something here you're gonna have me in tears, dude. um laughing so hard oh was, man it was so out of left okay field. okay okay yeah, yeah, let yeah. me let me roll us back in here so so um i i guess what i'm seeing here is is that uh what you were sharing with me before we even started the show is is that you're you're just kind of like you're you're in awe and shock by this happening and i think that to some degree of that is is that probably you see um um you see your organization it's going to absolutely explode if this if something like this happens because yeah. not only are you going to be taking on those who um it's it's the and i'm also thinking of like rachel's house and i'm thinking of um uh, mm-hmm. sarah i'm sure you, you can name right the oh. crisis pregnancy centers mm-hmm. or the pregnancy the pregnancy centers yeah so as this uh, this is this is what's going to happen um because we've seen it happen over the last over the last year um the more and more conversation more and more that conversations people are having about the right to an abortion or abortion in general um the more it's in the news the more we see companies like Citibank or amex being uh 
willing to, what was the latest one, Amazon, willing to provide transportation for their employees to seek an abortion, to obtain an abortion out of state. The more and more we see that, the more and more it's topical and people are going to come out and say, hey, I had an abortion. I regret it. I survived an abort. My mother tried to abort me and she changed her mind. I was, you know, my mom took a chemical, uh, uh, she took the abortion pill, but luckily she changed her mind and she got the abortion pill. So more and more of these stories are going to come out and more and more people are going to reach out to our community because what is going on in our society right now, people want or craving, they want me to belonging in community. In the olden days, and I'm not saying that our community, our community is a good source for that right? I'm not discounting it. But I think people are looking for a sense of belonging in all the wrong place in a lot of the wrong places. You're telling me They're I can't not find that on Instagram it. and Snapchat and Facebook? Because I've been looking for a while and I I find a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, you know, our I got like 10 likes the other day. Because oh. that's where that's where people find us, right? But, but, you know, you used to have your identity in being an American or a Christian or, you know, these other these other things. But, um, all, a lot of those things have deteriorated. So people are, but our sense of belonging and the need for community hasn't. Um, that said, we will see an explosion of of people seeking our seeking services or support or information, education, empowerment, and being equipped to talk about abortion um, and and the healing that ultimately comes from it. Um, we are going to see. This is the this decision. If the opinion that's you know ninety eight pages holds true, and it goes this way, the decision is going to send the question of abortion, the right to abortion, back to the states. So, Kansas, Kansas is a really big deal, and it's in our backyard. They have a constitutional amendment on the ballot in August that would amend the Kansas con- constitution to. Um, not have an implicit right to an abortion. The campaign there is called Value Them Both. Um, a couple of years back, the Kansas Supreme Court decided that somewhere embedded in the Kansas Constitution, there is a right to an abortion. And so therefore, Kansas has permitted it. And there have been horrific acts of abortion committed in Wichita area by an abortionist who performs late-term abortions. It's really, really awful but if that fails and kansas retains the right to an abortion we will see traveling through our community kansas people coming to kansas for an abortion just like they're doing in california creating an abortion destination um in the state and i don't think that's what we want for our region we're already seeing things like this um in texas um people leave the state to obtain what they need, what they want, what they think they've been told that they need. Um, and and there there is some federal legislation out there that would that might get some legs next Congress um, to prohibit interstate abortion services. So you couldn't travel across state lines and perform an abortion on a citizen. You know, as a, a, a provider could not perform an abortion in Kansas on someone who lives in Missouri, for example. So, 
Which is so good. Which is it, a good, is good thing. Good. There it should be good. lines drawn, and if you want to do the whole abortion thing, then you can go to California or you can go to New yeah. York, right? Yeah, and it's it's. Uh, I think this this is a great sort of shift to the point where uh you know with those interstate commerce laws and things like that it really is if if this uh supreme court decision uh goes the way we want it to this that's not the end of it it no, it, 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 it is big- now yes yes it is it there, and there's so much progress to be made after that point because we can you know uh, all of the lawmakers all of the republican lawmakers can go and just outright ban abortions in their state well but then what happens to all of these uh, the massive influx of children that's going that's good because 60 million is a huge number and well, I think how, what they're going to do is they're just not going to have sex. Did you see that tweet or video? Well, was like, uh, yeah, well, you know yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to just Sam, not. That's not a realistic. That's not a realistic assumption to make right now. People aren't the the immediate the cultural change isn't immediately going to happen. So what really needs to happen is better funding, more funding for uh, adoption options. You know, uh, laws that that can assist fathers in raising, you know, single fathers exactly. in raising those children. Um, it's the wraparounds. Laws. Yep. The yep. wraparound services. So when we look at family planning, let's actually make that a reality. How do we plan yeah. to sustain our family as opposed to plan to not have a family? And there is, I, I learned earlier today on that call that I mentioned with the pro-life leaders that there is um, a Congresswoman, Nancy Mace, M-A-C-E, who has a draft bill that's not been published yet um, that would appropriate HHS funding to all of those things that you just mentioned. Um, how do, how, how, you guys need to get ready for bed. Go brush your teeth, please. Go pick out books. Um you got to, you know, how do they appropriate funding to those services so that families can succeed? The other point is, is that we've had a declining birth rate, mm. you know, so mm-hmm. there's and a marriage. declining birth rate. Marriage, yes, but birth rate, birth rate to, you know, compare apples to apples here. Um, birth rates declined. Um, we need to invert that triangle of, of population because there's another public policy ramification here. Um, that happens with a declining birth rate. Assuming assuming people, the next generations, decide to work, people who work pay taxes, pay Social Security tax, which goes into fund Social Security, Medicaid, all those things that the old people are planning on having. But if there's no people to pay into that inverted triangle of benefits, there's no money there. So right. society needs... The society, our, our society, to, the America needs its society to flourish, and it doesn't occur when we decide that we need to terminate pregnancies because it's inconvenient. So basically, what so, you're saying, Sarah, is and that if you're a conservative man, get out there and find you a wife. Yes. Wife. Well, start, start, pump. Easy, Aaron. Chug a lug that train, baby. Chug a lug that. I'm so sorry I didn't give you a better warning. I should have told you. I should have emailed you. I told her at the beginning. I told her I'm Gen Z. That summarizes everything. I'm I'm 19. I'm Gen Z. It's good. You keep me young. Hey, hey, and you have you have. Is it is it just because you said you have three kids, right? 
So two daughters and one son, or two sons? And one Other daughter? way around. Other way around. So yeah. I have Jay, Jimmy. Jay is almost nine. Jimmy's almost seven, and Juliana just turned. So yeah, I mean, like you said, you you had a brother. You're gonna have two sons. It's gonna be it's gonna mm-hmm. be a fun household. Lot well, lots more and- of this masculine yes. uh you know exactly and you know what that's the other thing you point something out something that um i think women of my generation the whole we can do it all mentality yeah sure fine whatever i can change a tire i can change oil on my but that was because i didn't want to be dependent on anybody and that's what was right you know in the early 2000s when you were born Aaron, man, um, <laughs> when I graduated from school, 2000. I have a <laughs> never mind. Anyways, um, I'm like self-censoring right there, but it was funny, at least on the inside. Um, but but the thing is, I realized when I became a mother, and this might be a great topic for another show on parenthood, is that just because I could do it all doesn't mean it was it is good for me to model the behavior that I can do boy work. So sometimes I say when my kids ask me to do, help when my boys, especially if they ask me, you know, mom, can we do this? I'm like, Oh no, that's boy work. You got to talk to dad about that. I only do pink work. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, or, or, and, or, Hey, we need to take care of those leaves. Oh, to call Sam with let's know Brandon. Yeah. Can I do another ad well, plug right here? Does it, does, yeah, absolutely. Nope. No, let's, no, let's, no, no, no more ad okay. reads. No more ad reads. <laughs> no more ad reads. Okay. No, we, we, well, we do need, we um, do, we do need to kind of like swing these. So I, I, I just want to, to finalize that point on, on Rachel's house and all these other organizations that it is going to be absolutely overwhelming for all of them. Because what I see here is that you're going to, um, you're, you're, you're going to have people, they're going to be in a, they're going to say either, well, let's go to Mexico, let's go to California, or they're going to say, hey, well, here's this other option here. here here's a church down the road. Here's Rachel's house. You know, here's this so, other option, so right? To, to that point, um, from what I've learned and and I come to this as an outsider. And I'm also speaking about the, the sites, the, the Missouri uh, uh, in Louisiana and the states that are likely going to be uh, making right the tired. trigger laws yes. with, with the yeah with the trigger laws. So a lot of women when they go to a Planned Parenthood, they are naive to what they are going in for, and they are not counseled to the extent that Planned Parenthood says they are. Um, sometimes when they try to leave, they are not allowed to leave. So when we say that um, these other places are going to be overwhelmed, I think that they are going to definitely see an increase in foot traffic. I don't know that it's going to be overwhelmed with crises um, in and trauma because hopefully we can start changing the narrative around what pregnancy is and what pregnancy means. It's it's. Um, and, and also within our churches, right? We need to address how we treat women who find themselves to be pregnant um, outside the normal sacramental unions. And we need to remember that they have made the right choice in bearing this child and should not be judged, um, lest you be judged. Um, 
but should be supported because I hate it, hate it, hate it with makes my brain explode a lot when the same people who are out, you know, stomping and walking sidewalks, carrying signs within the pro-life movement are the same people pointing fingers about someone's someone's choices that they made that that were not. Let's say, you know, do you want me to say it? I can say it. Yeah, say it. Say it. You say it. When you make the dumb decision of getting into the sack with another individual and not rapping and instead just tapping. Is that good? Voluntarily or sometimes involuntarily. You know, bad things can happen. I could have probably said that a whole lot prettier, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's okay. The the situation, I mean but just we can't be the same we can't we can't be two different kinds of people we got to be consistent if mm. we're going to be you know in vogue to be pro-life we got to be you got to walk the walk and talk the talk way open up your pocketbook and wallet and you know if you if you pay verizon you know 70 bucks a month and you know can you give 70 bucks a month to help support an organization that sustains life and protects life you're probably going to end up getting a lot more out of it at the end of the day. You just won't see it. It's kind of like your data. You can't yeah. really see your data, but you you're going to miss it when it's gone. Yeah. So this is this is great. Just to just to wrap things up here, uh, uh, one of the main points of the show is to, or at least what we're going to be doing from now on, because we kind of had a little heart, uh, a little bit of a reset here. Uh, we want to tell the viewers what they can go and do, who they can support. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess, where can they find you, Sarah? And where where can people go to really start helping with this movement? Absolutely. So um, you can find me. Um, this is a, uh, like I said, I have my own. Um, okay, so my, I'm trying to figure out which email address to give you guys. You can find me at um, Sarah at Sapphire, S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E, gov, G-O-V, strategies.com. And that is, um, that's my work email um, for my, my biz, my, my consulting firm. Um, and, and then I can help coordinate with a lot of great organizations that I work with. Um, and then the Abortion Survivors Network, you can find us at abortionsurvivorsnetwork.com. And we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, like, follow, share. That would be really amazing um, because we are really trying to get the word out about the fact that survivors exist. And, you know, just last, this weekend, we had a survivor on the Laura Ingram show um, on Fox and she survived an abortion at 10 and a half weeks and her mother, her adoptive mother shared just what a blessing this family is. You can't go to bed. I will come in a second. Um, and so, so you can find us. You can find us on, like I said, Facebook, Instagram. Um, we're starting out on TikTok too. So, abortion survivors network on TikTok. There's some. Um, we've slow, but we're just figuring it out because you know we're old. We're old. We're like twice as old as you, Aaron. It's so okay. Maybe uh, you can help us <laughs> out. Hey, uh, maybe maybe I can. I I still I don't have a lot of social media uh, personally. I'm not very social media literate, but you can I run know a, a lot of people. 
I could, I could, I could throw. We can a run a slick podcast. There. We've actually, Melissa and I have talked about getting our, po- actually, our podcast back together again. So um, um, we would I, love to to figure I, that out too. I don't do. I don't help much with the podcast. Okay. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of just a voice that's here, Sam, and 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 our. You're wonderful- the pretty. You're the pretty face. Of Ouch. course I am. Of course Ouch. I'm the pretty face. Ouch. Ouch. But yeah, our wonderful team. But yeah, I think uh, I. You know, you 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 got your your Instagram, all of your social medias. Yep. You read off your email, and so now we it's can put on. that in the comments too. In yeah, the, yeah, in the, the description Facebook below. Or wherever this is. Yeah, that'd be that's probably like the best idea ever. Um, but, but like I said, you'd want to say who you can support. I really encourage the listeners out there to get involved in the local races politically. A lot of, um, primaries are coming up. Missouri and Kansas aren't until August, but Missouri is going to have a, a very big Senate race. Um, there's only one candidate that's been endorsed by the Susan B. Anthony list, which is the pro-life organization. Um, uh, one of the for one Senate candidate who's been endorsed by Susan B. Anthony, and that's been um, Vicki Hartzler, who is a congresswoman from um, Harrisonville, and she's also the woman, the congresswoman who came out with an ad that opposed um, transgender um, inter transgender athletic. Um, yeah she you can pull it up um she's fantastic i i i really enjoy working with her and um look forward to seeing her serve in the senate and you know maybe sometime in the future we can do a whole political podcast if that's something your viewers like your listeners like you know we can do that too but this whole yeah. pro-life thing is is moving so i'd love love it if people don't hate me to to maybe come back sometime and, and tell you how it's going well, I can assure you that they don't hate you nearly as much as they hate Aaron. Yes, the comments. The co- hey, uh, well, they hate us. E- oh wow, Josh. Actually, yeah, our other our other co-host doesn't like me very much. And uh, what about really, me? Uh... What about me? What about me? Anybody like me? Did I get any likes? Did uh, I get yes, any likes? there's there's a lot of there's a lot of I'm reading through here. Uh, yeah, we, let's we get to the comments. comments. We'll get to the comments uh, after a little bit later. Uh, you can just Please. copy those and okay. then say well, them. Are we, there any questions in there before I say goodnight? Let me look. Any hot, hot first. questions? Burning, burning, burning mm-hmm. questions. I guess if anyone we if anyone has any questions, go ahead and drop them right now, and we'll uh, we'll read them off. We'll wait a minute while we do that. Uh, well, or excuse, what? What am I saying? I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll yeah, wait no. a minute while we wait. And then while we wait, questions. well, we'll wait a second for questions. Um, yeah, until then, I'm going to share about my day. This morning, yes. I woke up at <laughs> actually five o'clock in the morning, and then I said, "This is way too early. I'm tired." And then I slept till seven o'clock because I'm a business owner. Place. and That's what I do. I can do. That just okay. meant that I All had right. double yeah. down. Oh, we got Go questions. Ahead. Yeah. Uh, cry about it, Sam. Um, uh, no, we don't have any questions, but I did want to attest just for a small point. You know, we were talking about how, uh, sorry, I got a cough. <coughs> we were talking about you how, interrupted me for a cough. We were talking about how, um, like you mentioned, you know, doing it all in the early 2000s and things like that. I just wanted to point out for our uh, listening, for our listeners, for our, for our blind viewers, um, through the entirety of this interview, uh, the the wonderful Sarah Power Mom is governing her children in her household completely, completely like without skipping a beat, 
in her in her you know in, in interview and, and everything and i just think that is quite impressive i have the multitasking skill of well of a gen z 19 year old that's enough said uh, meanwhile <laughs> you're over here ma managing your your kids and getting the tv running and getting your dog and everything else so i i'm impressed thank you well i i appreciate that that's a gift from god that he gave to a lot of women go ahead and cough again you're all right you just gargled with a little salt water honey I'm before bed sorry. you'll be all right <laughs> um so it's another gift right you we women can listen to three different conversations and answer somebody else um at the same time and I went early on when I got married, uh, my husband, Dr. Jason Myers, which who's a, who's a fan of Sam. Um, we did, we, we, we didn't like, we got along, but like there was some marriage is not easy, but it's a fight worth having. Um, and I read this book and it had, it, it was about the, the female brain. And it basically likened the female brain to, let's say, O'Hare Airport with all the comings and goings. And the male brain is more like a crop dusting with one runway. So just uh, know what that is the crop wired... dusting exactly? What exactly I is crop the... dusted just a minute ago? What's the? Yeah, right. No, not that kind of crop dusting. Just a <laughs> single. Well, because because it fertilizes the plants, is that the insinuation? Yeah, you're, yeah, one one track mine, <laughs> one track mine. Uh, so why don't you, do... you just do some cart jokes too? Like you know the armpit thing that be into the into the microphone, be a rat. We, we do. Are have you twenty? Are you twenty? Yeah. We do have a question yes. uh, from our from the other co-host, Anarcho Josh, and he asks. Do you want a hardcore leftist guest on your podcast? No, we're not going to let you answer that question. He is looking for clout and he's not going to get it here. <laughs> I'm going to close out the episode. That's on with Thursdays. A thank you very much for watching. Um, if you do want to support us, check out samdailyshow.com. Um, if you want to support Sarah, Sarah, what's that website? Go visit the abortion survivors network.com and um you can you can make a, a con any contribution is is amazing um there's the c3 side of it which supports the healing work or if you want to support the efforts of the public policy world where we are advancing legislation that ensures babies receive medical care that um that we are doing to to help you know fight the pro-life fight in the halls of congress and in state capitals across the country support the education and policy center but no matter what you do it, it'll mean a lot um and if you don't have the the treasure to give your prayers are incredibly valuable to us as well that's right so if there is a toss-up whether you want to give to sam daily show or the abortion survivor survivors network go go, go give 70 dollars a month to them we're doing all right here we got audio kid in the studio we're doing yeah go ahead no we'll 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 keep pumping it out but anything you know this is this is a this is something i i i believe in and i know that we're going to make a difference and i i can't thank you guys enough for inviting me to join you and tell you about the other side of abortion um and um the, the pro-life movement i should say um often the voiceless um for obvious reasons but we're 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 fighting the good fight and um 
guarantee it we're gonna have more to talk about soon and we'll, we'll we definitely will have to have you on again because i think that this is going to be something that is like i said ongoing the news is going to beat this dead horse for the next maybe that's not the best analogy yeah, to make maybe um, they're gonna they're gonna milk it as long as possible Okay, I like that better. They're going to milk this story as long as possible. So we got Audio Kid in here. We got uh, Sam, myself, wishing you a great wet rest of your evening. Before before we go, yes, uh, can can I send everyone off with a song? I wrote a song. Audio Kid, what do you think? Yeah? Let's let's close out the episode, but keep recording, and then I'll do the song. Okay, I will fade out with you doing the song. (laughs) Okay.